Hello and welcome to episode 243 of Life Song Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. And I'm Blake Shankle. I'm Phil Ramsey. And I'm Mike Wells. Mike Wells, Phil Ramsey, Blake Shankle. Guys, hello. Hello. Good to be here. The four amigos. That's right. We are finally around the table, all four of us at one time. Yeah. And it's I won't be, be here next week, by the way. You going to be out again? No, I'm just, it's a, it's a touch and go. we got about two more weeks, so we'll see what happens. Okay. okay. Anyway, yes. I hope I am. I'm glad to be here today, though, I'll tell you. Well, how's everybody's week been? Yeah, it's been good, Jim. Just uh, had a short week this week since Labor Day weekend, this past weekend. And, you know, uh, I love those good. Monday holidays because you get the long weekend and then the short work week. Absolutely. If you time it right, you take off the Friday before, you get Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, and you get Monday off. So it's a four-day yeah. weekend, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. And I'm excited that we're all here together today, especially when we come uh, to the text and the and the verse that we are. We're, we're in Romans chapter 6, and uh, we're, we're wrapping up. Uh, the chapter and we, we've come to now verse 23 and I feel like we're going to spend the whole show in this verse uh, and, and I think we need to um, I think we, uh, we we to just to give it the uh, what it deserves the attention that it deserves because it's one of those texts that uh, that if you get wrong and most people do most people take it out of context uh, that, that you know it's one of those texts that, that are t- that's taken out of context a lot of times. Uh, so, uh, Blake, you want to uh, before we before we get started, before we read the text, do you want to kind of run down where we where we've been and how we've gotten to this point? Yeah. So this this past few weeks, we've been in chapter six, probably for over a month now, and uh, we've been just basically Paul's been painting this contrast. Uh, <clears throat> of who we once were before our salvation and who we are now in Christ. And uh, uh, when we came to know Christ uh, uh, and was justified by God, uh, we, we are, we're, a, we're a different creature. We're a new person. We're in Christ. And, and he's gone through this, and he's used several different analogies. He's used several different ways. He showed us in the in the very beginning of chapter 6 of of, uh, of positionally where we're at, positionally how, how God looks upon us as a believer, you know, he looks upon us and he sees Christ and he sees what Christ did and that and that's a that's a beautiful thing you know um, uh, and so then he also goes through and he talks about how uh, you know um, how uh, we will be sanctified and 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 you know we knowing that we're not sinless at this point but yet uh, the sin will progressively uh, uh, those sins will progressively go away. That we'll, we'll continue to fight them. There'll be a continual warfare, and we're going to get into more scriptures in that in the next few chapters coming up as Paul wrestles with these things, same things as well. But yet, sin's still in us, but yet sin does not reign upon us. And so we, we use those terminologies of, of sin reigning and then and, and Christ reigning. So he, you know, as unbeliever, sin reigns. As a uh, not as a believer, Christ reigns. And then he uses the analogy of slavery, and and he pulls into that either you're a slave of Christ, or you're a slave to sin, and you're a slave. You're, you're you're a slave to something, and that's what we talked about last week. And so that's what that's what Paul's been painting this picture of is who we were before, and who we are now in Christ. So let's let's read. I'm just going to read the last two uh, uh, verses, uh, chapters uh, or verses 22, 23. Uh, they're they're tied together. They go together. They don't stand alone. So let's read there. Romans chapter six, verse twenty two says, "But now, having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, you derive your benefit, resulting in sanctification and the outcome." eternal life for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord let's pray father god thank you so much for this day and lord we just thank you for for being here amongst this bible study uh we're going to ask you to to just fill each and every one of us uh, with your holy spirit this evening so that every word that we speak that blake speaks that mike speaks that phil and jimmy speak every word that we speak would come from you and be filled with the holy spirit this evening you don't need to hear from any of us but we all need to hear from you so lord we thank you for that we ask you for that uh, we ask you for our listeners now uh, to to illuminate them to the truth of what you would have uh, for what you're saying to them uh, this evening. Lord, we love you. We give you all the honor, praise, and glory. It's in Jesus' holy name that we pray. Amen. So, contextually, real quick, um, one of the uh, one of the ways this, this verse gets taken out of context uh, is it's attached. You hear it in, in, in almost every gospel presentation. 
as, as folks walk down gospel presentations, this verse is typically always shared along with Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23, uh, amongst others. Uh, and, and so it, it gets shared to non-believers, but this text is written to believers, Agree? Absolutely, yeah, I would agree with that, Jim. Um, and and you're, I'm guessing, mainly you're talking about the Roman road a lot of times, yeah. and it, it does, it gets slit, it, it is in there, and and it's an important text. It's important text because we know that the text that precedes that that we use a lot of times is is Romans three twenty three for the what for all of sin and falling short of the glory of God, and and we need to understand what that sin leads to, right? Mm-hmm. And and, that, and this is what Paul's doing. Yeah, do we 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 take it out? We I would say. I would say it's fine used that way, but but by studying it line by line and putting it in its context in its proper place where it's at, it it I think it even has more of yeah, a punch. It does to it, yeah. So that's what Paul does here, right? He's he's just we've we've this this is really just a summation verse of what he's talked about in twenty one and twenty two. We've we've gone over these things before. Therefore, what benefit were you when you were deriving from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the outcome of those things is death. That sounds very much like what we see here in verse twenty three, right? For the wages of sin is death. It's basically the same thing. And then twenty two, but now having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, you derive your benefit resulting in sanctification, and the outcome is eternal life. And then what does he say at the end of uh, of twenty three? Uh, for the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, and so yeah, it's just a he just ties it up in a nice little bow tie here and, and puts a puts a big old exclamation point at the end of chapter six. So so to understand this in in, in depth, we need to know that there's a relationship between the two verses twenty two and twenty three. They they go together. First twenty three begins with four, uh, and and that's a crucial word for us to understand how sanctification and an eternal life are, are relating to each other. So. What's the argument in verse 23 about eternal life? The argument is that um, it's a gift. Right. It's, it's the second half of the verse. The free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So putting the two verses together with this connector that Paul used, eternal life is the, is the outcome of being freed from sin mm-hmm. and enslaved to God and bearing fruit and sanctification. So... If you see what it's saying, verse twenty-three, like I said, is not stand. It doesn't stand alone. It's it's the basis of the argument and the foundation of verse twenty-two. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's been speaking, Mike, of of slavery, feel right, and, and being enslaved to that, and 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 so in being enslaved uh, to sin, right, which would be which would have been us before we became believers. It would be anybody outside of Christ, you're enslaved to sin. And he says here, those the, the, for the wages of that sin is death. And, and then those who are enslaved to Christ, we know that's a free gift, and, and, and that's an eternal life. So, so this is, he really just wraps this up, and he, and he, he has this final, final punch in, at the end of chapter 20, after, at the end of chapter 6. And, and, and what's interesting is this, this, this verse just sets up real nicely. It just divides really good into two parts. It's really good, and I think that's what we do here today, guys. Is is we're not. I don't think we move farther past this because this is a very important verse. Uh, just because it comes at the end of a very important chapter, um, it comes at the end of this chapter of sanctification. And but but yet it has it has implications. Why? Because. A lot of people know it. There's not many people that don't know this verse. You know, there's not many evangelists that don't use this verse. And <laughs> and when we use it rightly, man, it boy, it it brings it it brings an evangelistic punch to it that and man, it there's a gospel call here. And so uh, I think that's what we do today is is just break this down, understand what wages is, understand what sin is, understand what death is, and understand the gift and eternal life. And that and let's let's you know let's look at that and just break this down as expositors here. So let me start by asking this question then, because you're bringing up how we have been talking about um, being slaves to sin, slaves to Christ. So as a slave, we get into this text in, in verse 23, the wages of sin. How does a slave earn a wage? What do we mean by when we start talking about wage? Yeah, so that... Phil, you want to answer that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To me, it's it's very simple. You earn a wage. Sin, when you sin, you get a wage for that sin. And I think we'll get to it, you know, and talk about... uh, 
we'll talk about the reality of what sin does just like you know we're all judged we're judged the christians are judged for uh we get rewards right but the sinner the law sinner uh he's judged on his sin everywhere he sinned is written down in books right and when he stands before a judge he will give an account on all the sin and god's going to give him a wage for the sins that he committed so they they don't they don't go away they build up, they build up, they build up, they build up. Every one of them gets a wage. Absolutely. So this word uh, wage, wages, is, is is a really strange Greek word to me. It's opsion, uh, which means, opsion means cooked meat. Uh, and, and the other half of the word means buy. So buy cooked meat. So whatever is bought to be eaten with bread. So it meant rations for a soldier. So his stipend or his pay. Was to was to was used to buy buy this. So in Athens, it meant fish. So it came to mean provision money, provision money, which Rome gave its soldiers. And I can relate to this because being in the military, <laughs> look, I uh, were you ever paid with a fish? Actually, a well, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all they gave us in the military um, was a bag of fish. Mm-hmm. No, the sea bass. But no, I mean seriously, when you talk about. The, the wages in relation to to a soldier and i know we talked about this in the past how the military language that that's been used all throughout this this text in romans um you know i received every month a a, a wage for food it was it was specifically given for for anybody in the military um and if you were married you got more but you got some type of ration for your right. your food and it, and it was for work work done and and that's what we earned as a part of our pay let's think about this payoff here this this what that's what the, the word means is is payoff and there's a payoff here there's this there's a portion there that's merited and there's a portion that's unmerited right there's this that, that's what he's there's the, the 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 payoff guess what it's it's merited this this wage that you earn this sin this this wage from the sin is something that you've earned guess what you've worked hard for it's something that you've you've done your whole life, and and God says I'm going to give you a wage. I'm going to give you something. I'm going to pay you off for what you're owed. And yeah. So I'm trying to wrap my brain around it because you and and I'm I'm thinking more from somebody that's listening that maybe has never heard these kind of things before, because you you made a comment earlier before we started that it was this has a lot of implications in the gospel. So I'm sitting here thinking if I'm if I'm a non-believer or lost, how in the world did I earn this? Yeah, How have I earned this? Let's think about this for just a second. When a when a worker works all day in the field, right? Um, let's say he works eight hours. How much does he? How much wage does he earn? He earns enough for eight hours, right? Enough eight hour wage, right? He's he's earned that. That's fair. Um, does he earn? Does he does he earn or does he is he owed a half day's wage because he worked eight hours? No. That would be unjust, right? Does he owe a day and a half wage because he's earned eight hours? No, he's he's that would be unjust as well. And so, what does he earn? He earns exactly what he has done, right? What exactly what he has merited. And when and the, and the question that you have is, Mike, is is in in. in Paul's using this term wage to, to help us understand that this is something that that will be paid off in the end. This is something that God will give us. And, and understand this, this wage is not going to be good. This wage is not something that's going to be paid in money. It's not something that's going to be paid in blessings. It's not something that's going to be paid in heavenly things. This, this wage will be poured. This wage will be something that God pays out in his just wrath. And that's what he's saying here is, 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 is to, to the unbeliever, to the one, the sinner who is constantly been working hard in this works-based system, right? Remember, understand this, that the person outside of Christ is in a works-based system. The only thing that they have, that, that's what they try to do is, is to earn their salvation. Go and ask someone about, go and ask someone, and they say, yeah, I'm a pretty good person. Yeah, I think, I mean, the majority of people that I talk about in the gospel, they think that they can work their way to heaven in some way. They think that there's something that that, that merits them to God. But the only thing that they're merited is, is his his wrath. And we've talked about this in Romans is, is for the wrath of God is against all unrighteousness and ungodliness. That's Romans one eighteen, And uh, um, I don't know if that answered your question, but what happens is, is when he sins, when the person sins, he's earned death. That's what the Paul is saying here is, is when the person sins, that's what he's working for, his sin. 
Well, and, and let's 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 camp there just a second before we move to death. I think we've explained wages. We get it, right? It's, it's plural here too, by the way. What's that? Wages. 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 Yeah. And so, before we jump to death, let's let's. What does sin mean? By sin, what what is he saying? For the wages of sin. Yeah. So that means every sin. Yeah, the inside and the outside ones, right? Right. The, well, the actual sins that you've committed, the original sins that you inherited. Yeah. It, it means every kind of sin. The lesser ones, the greater ones, the ones that we put. We, we categorize, oh, that's not as bad as that. You know, I had never killed anybody like Ophiel over there. All I've done was tell a couple of lies. Well, guess what? In the eyes of God, you have been a murderer. That's right. That's right. So, anyway, the death, which the sin deserves, we'll, we'll get into that well, in a I'm second. Glad, but, I'm glad you brought that up, though, about the levels of sin, because I, I do hear it a lot where people say, well, I, I don't commit the, the bad sins. Matter of fact, I asked a whole classroom of high schoolers this past week. We were looking at the Ten Commandments, and I was explaining to them how when we look at the Ten Commandments, it's kind of like a mirror. Every single morning we get up in the mirror, we look in that mirror, and it shows and reflects back what's truly there. It's the same with the Ten Commandments. You yeah. start looking at the Ten Commandments, it shows you who you truly are. And so I asked everybody in the class, I said, let's just take one of these, for example. And I said, have you ever committed murder? And, of course, nobody raised their hand. They mm. said, no, I've never committed murder. I said, so I'm good. I'm, I'm 0 for 1. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm like, but the text says, though, if, you've ever, if you ever hated anybody, then you've committed murder in your heart. Mm. And then we took the other one. Have you ever committed adultery? Once again, a lot of guys in the room, I'm, you know, even girls, I'm like, mm. if you've ever lusted over anyone, then, then you've committed adultery in your heart. And so, see, anytime we look at the Ten Commandments, we see we've sinned. And look, once you've committed one, you've, you've committed them all. Well, and the reason for that is, and the, and the best explanation to give is, God is holy, right? God demands perfection. And so any sin, even the smallest lie, is, is, is an offense against a holy and righteous God. I was going to ask this question to Blake because he was talking about the wages, and it just a lot of people see it as it doesn't. It's not fair. Mm. Like it's not fair because how could if we're talking about wages, okay, the work that you do, you may make more at your job than I make at mine. I'm, I'm, matter of fact, I'm pretty sure because Phil over there in that photography, <laughs> he's a world-renowned photographer. I know he is. Uh, but, but he makes more for the job that he does, even though we may work the same amount of hours. So how is it fair that my sin, the consequence is death? That just seems a little yeah. harsh. <clears throat> let's, uh, let's, let's, let's use Scripture. And I'm going to pull all the way back to the Old Testament. Man, that sounds right. good, Blake. I, I like using Scripture. <laughs> I th I'm glad you a answered that. But let, before I do that, and I, I want to I hold on to that thought real quick, okay? Remember that thought. Let's talk about the two deaths first. Let's understand death in the, in the sense of it is, is that what, what the, the, there's two deaths that the Bible talks about. There's a spiritual death and there's a physical death, okay? And what I want to talk about is, right, this, this scripture here is speaking of the spiritual death, where, where the, the, the wage that you've earned is that spiritual death, and that is an eternal separation, that is eternal damnation from God. It, it will be, a, it will be a, a, a torment in hell and and for all of eternity. Why? Because you've, you've earned that. But what I want to look at first is I want to draw back real quick to the beginning of the Bible. And I want to go back to the beginning of when God created man. And I want to, I want to show this, this physical death here, first of all. I want to show you where this death originated. You said, Jimmy spoke about the holiness of God. And you say, well, why? Why do I, if I sin here, why do I deserve this death, right? Well, let's look at, let's look at Genesis chapter 2. Let's go back to the garden, verse 17. What does he say here? He says, But from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. God, who's he giving this to? Giving a command to Adam, right? Yeah. For in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. You say, Blake, wait a second, wait a second. The, the dude just ate an apple. Doesn't matter. That's not what God's. That's 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 irrelevant. Irrelevant of the point here. The point is, is he was not like God. The point is, is he disobeyed God. Yeah. The one sin. This this is how critical sin is to our lives mm. up under a holy God. 
This this is something that's so this I try to daily to try to wrap my head around the holiness of God. Hmm. I can't do it. You're never gonna do it. I can't do it. We can't do it. But I can tell you this is is that that it takes one sin to keep you out of heaven. Hmm. And think about this. It took one sin to throw everybody that was ever born on a wide road straight to hell. Creation, the world under a curse, and by disobedience of hey don't eat that and he ate it guess what everybody is going to hell because of that that's how holy, like like said that's how holy god is he takes sin very seriously yeah. and one sin set yeah. humanity on a road headed straight for hell it sure did he he he, he took it so seriously that the, the, when adam took it that sin god said do not eat of this one tree you can have the whole garden yeah that's that's pretty big what you just said you can look how much freedom there is hit i wonder what it was like i can't <laughs> guess I mean, what the, the new the new heavens and earth will yeah. be way better yeah. by the way yeah you all i mean just what would it be like you I mean you you are free yeah you are free yeah to do all of this and what are we going to focus on the one thing we're not supposed to do and that's what he did yeah you know it's a, the tree of knowledge of good and evil too and what was god trying to do protect him he didn't want him to know what evil was too yeah. they, they, well don't you don't need to know what evil is adam i know what it is and trust me that's not a route you want to go. The route, because what it's going to do is it's going to take my son to die upon the cross. But Adam took that sin, and what happened was, was guess what? Adam died spiritually that day. The physical hadn't come yet. It, he's going to. Yeah. He spiritually had, what he was separated. He was he was boom gone from God. Right. He he he. Uh, and what did they do? Well, he, yeah, yeah. When they when they were. Uh, Look, they walked around, let's face it, they walked around naked, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Glorious day. <laughs> they had no had no clothes on, but they they weren't you no, know, there was no sin. There they was no there was no perversion. They didn't know any different. There were no bad thoughts. But right. when they did sin, guess what? Perversion. Evidently uh thoughts entered their mind that was that was sinful and they were ashamed and then they took uh big leaves or some kind of leaves and they, they tried to cover their nakedness. Which that's not going to cut it, as well. If you keep reading, you'll find out that's not going to fix the problem. Oh, you can't cover your own sin. Yeah, yeah, that's religion, by the way. That's exactly right. But and what? Did, it, but what did God do, though? Well, as a foreshadowing of the things to come, what did Adam do? They hid. But what did God do to? He pursued them, and then he he killed. Mm-hmm. You know, the first death of an animal, right yeah. there. And I, I love the picture that is there. He, not they, he applied the skins yeah. to yeah. cover them. That's it. And there's the foreshadowing of, of Christ's death and his atoning work. It's something only he can do. Yeah, and we're gonna and we're gonna come back to that, by the way, when we hit the second part of six twenty three. I wanna come back to the I wanna come back to the story. But I wanna I wanna progress. Let's progress a little bit further here as we go down the ten mm-hmm. so we, we're talking about these deaths here. We're talking yeah. about this this death, right? So let's go to the New Testament here and and, and uh, you can see throughout all of the scripture. I mean it's just constant from that point on. It's it, it's it's sin 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 and we've they they had to sacrifice lambs uh, just constant just sacri- sacrificing sacrificing to uh, to um, uh, well atone for their sins if you will but we come to one eighteen and 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 this 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 wages portion of this 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 death that we're talking about and he. Paul says in one eighteen, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness to those who suppress the truth and unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For the wrath of God is revealed, and this is this is God will he will he will. It, that's a present tense being. It has been revealed. This is his abandonment wrath that he will that those who who constantly reject him he will ultimately. There's a point down the road where there's a point that he could abandon them. He could say, "I'm done with you. No more coming back to me. No more. I'm done. You've you've rejected the gospel enough, and I'm I'm finished with you." And and so he pushes them down the down the stream even further. But this wrath of God, he he will pour out his his holy venge. Uh, 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 perfect wrath upon those who have who have been unrighteous and those who have been ungodly as well. I tell you what gets me. I mean, we're talking about all these sins that we do. 
Sin is what we don't do. Yeah. Sins is what we do, and we earn wages for that. So you and have you have sins of commission, yeah. what you do, and sins of omission, the things that you don't do. Yeah. So we're all man. We're all we're all in a pickle. <laughs> yeah. Because hey, what what did we not do today that Jesus would have done if he was here? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How many people we pass on the road that we knew needed something? You know, how many people did did we withhold things from? Even the gospel. That's sin. Absolutely. That's sin. And, and Ezekiel eighteen twenty says this. It says, um, the person who sins will die. They don't get much clearer than that. Um, the person who sins. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, pretty straightforward. The person who sins will die. Can you interpret that? Yeah. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me go back to the Hebrew on that. It means the, the person who sins will die. I, yeah. I, I don't make light of that, but the... Uh, that's what it says. Yeah. And so, and, and we've talked about this in Romans, guys, is, 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 and Paul has gone through chapter one. He's gone through and he's shown that all mankind is sin, sinful. We've gone through chapter three and, and, and that we were depraved from the very beginning and that, that our, our mouth spews out these, these wicked things and that we're sinners, you know, and we give hearty approval to these things. And that's what Paul says. And, and then we've gone to, uh, then we've come into uh, 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 Romans six. Really, Romans five, where he he uh, he talks about um, he talks about where sin and death they're co partners, they're they're bed partners. Sin is what paves the way for death, right? That's what we we've we've discussed all this, and and so uh, sin leads uh, to death, and and it is a physical death. There, we we know that why? How do we know that? Because everybody dies unless that you're a Christian and you are you're here upon this earth and Christ comes back and receives you. Uh, if other than that, or if you're Elijah and Elisha, you're you're or was it Enoch? Enoch, yeah, Enoch and Elijah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're one of them two, or you're here when God comes back or Jesus comes back, you're going to die. You're going to die a physical death, and that was that is part of that that initial. Um, uh, sin by Adam. That was initial uh, uh, death uh, that he's talking about. But there's also the spiritual death that we've been talking about. As far as being a slave to sin, there's a you're you're, you're you will die a spiritual death and be an eternal death for all um, for all of eternity. So the soul who sins will die. Right. The souls who sins will die. And 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 Mike, you said something about um, th- this is a question I get a lot of times. And I actually had to answer this not too long ago, and, and, and I think a lot of our listeners may even ask this same question, I think I, or make this statement. We, we say a lot of statements in, in the Christian faith, you know, we say a lot of these things, and uh, I think some have, I think they're, they're grounded in, in probably some godly truths. I think we've just, we, we put some, when cl- cliches are, are hard to, I think they're, they're, sometimes they get, they get misinterpreted and stuff, so we have to be very careful what we say. But I've always heard this. Uh, growing up, a sin is a sin. Huh? That's interesting. A sin is a sin, but we we've talked about wages for the wages of sin is death, and we talked about this earlier. Is is that a man, uh, a sinner, gets what he is due? He's not underpaid by God. He's not overpaid by God. He gets exactly what he's due. Meaning, the 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 the. the let's just say this. If I'll, I'll use this example, Phil. If you were to get a speeding ticket. Uh, I would pay, you would be, let's just say it's a $50 fine, right? That would be, I think that would be fair, right? That's a fair, that's what the courts have set. But if you were to go and murder seven people, would a $50 fine be fair? Hmm. No. No, it wouldn't be fair. It's not fair. So why? Because that, that, that the uh, punishment doesn't match the crime. And so you, what, what I'm getting at is, is there's different degrees, because God is a just God, there's different degrees of sin in our lives. And so we can't just necessarily, yeah, in, 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 a, in one sense, because you're, I see what they're saying is when a sin is a sin. I understand what you're trying to get at is, is that, yeah, you've sinned, you've sinned against God, you, you are a sinner. There's no doubt. The speeding ticket keeps you from going to heaven and sends you to hell. Yes. The murder keeps you from going to heaven. And going to hell. So one sin, no matter how how great, but we have degrees. We have degrees of of payment or wages, and I don't know if we want. So you're to get talking about either yes. general court or mm-hmm. maximum security. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I mean, in the illustration that you're using. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's just, and the and the court gives the just. We we see this in the Mosaic Law. What did it say? It it did it say it said when you look a tooth for an eye. No, it said mm. an eye for an eye, a tooth yeah. for a tooth. Right. This is this is something that's rooted in the Mosaic Law as well. And so what we 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 can we can not all sin. What I'm saying is not all sin is the same. Not all sin is the same. There's different degrees of punishment, and there's going to be a different degree of punishment for those who have who have who have done more sin than others, and, and different different sins as well. And I want to. That's what I want to tackle here for just a second. Is is because because we can go to Christ, we can see exactly what Christ said in Matthew, and and go and I think we can back this up and prove this mm-hmm. is is why uh, what he means by that. And here's 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 I'm gonna lay this topic out and let's talk about it, guys. Is but the hotter hell is reserved for those who have sat in the pew for years and years and years in Tipton County, Tennessee. And have rejected the gospel. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think the, the 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 rejection. Every time you hear the gospel, you have more and more truth revealed to you. And so, really and truly, because there is constant rejection of the gospel uh, for that person, uh, they they've received more and more truth. So they've received more and more condemnation. Mm-hmm. Every time they hear the gospel and every time they reject the gospel, that's more condemnation that's poured upon them. They're better off not ever hearing it at all. But, man, it's like you said, Jimmy, it is so dangerous to reject the gospel, reject the light. Guess what? Look, it says in uh, Matthew, uh, I'm read 14, 15. And if anyone will not receive you, because they're going around sharing about Christ, right? Chapter 10, right? Chapter 10, Matthew 10, 10 and verse 14. And there's more context, but I'll just hit these two verses. And if anyone will not receive you. So, Jimmy, when you go out and you share the gospel door to door to door, if anyone will not receive you or listen to you urge, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly, I say to you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. I think you're right, Phil. Let's uh, let's look at this. There's a clear passage in Luke 10 that says where, where Jesus speaks of the comparative punishments. He says, first, Jesus says this about the village that rejects the gospel. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. That's in verse 12. And then he speaks to Bethesda and Chorazin. It will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. Verse 14. So whatever punishment the former residents of Sodom, Tyre, and Sidon were experiencing in hell, the Galilean towns that refused to hear Christ would experience more. And and so the level of punishment in hell seems to be tied to the amount of light that a person rejects. Yeah, Yeah, and so what he says here, think about that. He says, he's saying, woe to uh, Teresa and Bethsaida, right? That's an exclamation of grief that that Christ is saying here, and and right? And and Bethsaida was, guess where it was close to? It was real close to Capernaum. And where was Capernaum? What was Capernaum? It was Christ where he had set up camp, basically. So so these cats, this was in, it's it's as if Capernaum or Bethsaida was, was, the town of Covington, right? You know, everything had, you know, they had, they had all this religiosity going around, right? But yet, and they had all this light, but yet, what does he say? He, he gives this word of judgment to him. He says, it would be so much better if you didn't have, if you didn't have, if you had the same as Tyre and Sidon and not what they had here. And, and so there's the, and I agree, there's this level of, there, here we can see, we can, uh, uh, there's a level, level of there's accountability. A level, yeah, there's a degree of punishment and level of accountability for what you know. And so uh, and, and so Christ, this is from the words of Christ, right? Um, so, uh, and then, Mike, we, we've got this parable of two slaves as well, just to even back up. Uh, what, what scripture is that? Luke 12? Luke, is that what that is? Luke chapter yeah. 12, uh, starting at verse 47. It says, The servant who knows the master's will and does not get ready or does not do what the master wants will be beaten with many blows. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much will be asked. So he's still beaten. He's still beaten. Right. Not as many blows. That's right. Gets a few. So there's different different levels. Uh, I get it, you know. Yeah. And there's to counteract that, there's different levels. I say levels, but there's different. Uh, positions in heaven also based on 
your I believe your service here on earth you will there will be things well what we what will we do in heaven I don't I know a few things and I know worship is number one probably but there will be some things uh, that we will do in heaven based on what we did on here on earth but also for the one who rejects Christ and who is a sinner okay for the wages of sin is death and so there will be on on judgment day there will be wages paid to you this is crazy man everywhere you fell short of being absolutely 100 percent like christ yeah absolutely. that's a lot of wages you're talking about the day of judgment let's let's look at revelations 20 okay starting verse 12 and i saw the dead great and small standing before the throne and the books were opened then another book was opened which is the book of life and the dead were judged by what was written in those books according to what they had done mm. yeah yeah there's your wages yeah that's according, it there that's it, is. it and so let me, let me yeah let's oh that's so good but l- l- i want to i want to hammer home the one point real quick with hebrews hebrews chapter 10 speaks of this the writer speaks of this same thing Again, verse 26, he says this, For if we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of a fire which will consume the adversaries. And so the idea is that the person who knows the truth, this is the idea of that. The gospel's been preached to him. He hears the call to repent, right? He, he, but he, what does he do? He, he, he rejects it. He puts it off constantly, right? And so there's a, if, if a person goes on sinning, uh, what does he say on sinning and unbelief? After receiving the knowledge of truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice in sins. And so, uh, and where do we see each and every week? Yeah, where individuals have heard the gospel, in, have heard a call to repentance, and yet, well, I might get to that another day. Mike, you're a pastor. Jimmy, you're a pastor. I, I, I don't know your congregation. Y'all have smaller congregations, so I don't want to call. But but yet, I've sat in the congregations of 150, 200, 500. I've sat in those congregations, and I know faithful pastors. You 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 call at the end of your at the end of you when you get through. You you preach Christ and Christ crucified is what you do. I know you guys, and you preach the gospel, and you always I, you give a call to repent and to believe because you don't know you don't know who's saved, right? I would say most Sundays, somewhere in the Bible Belt, right. Almost every church is calling for sinners to repent and to believe in some form or fashion. That's what they're doing to do, going to do. And I would say Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, there are people who are constantly rejecting that gospel. Man. And what does he say? There's a hotter hell for those that 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 reject it. And ultimately, here's the abandonment wrath. I was in the I was in the book of First uh, Samuel this past week, and and I was teaching my daughters and them this. But I thought it was interesting. This kind of ties in together. I'll make it quick. But yet, Samuel, what did Samuel do? Samuel, Samuel. He, he did not listen to the Lord, right? And the Lord departed him early on, verse chapter 14 or 13. The Lord departed him right? and, and because he was disobeying God. And then he gets and then he, he comes into chapter 28. And what does he, he, he does is, is he he um, he tries to he's fixing to get attacked by the Philistines. Philistines, I mean, they're 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 fixing to come upon him. And what does he do? He tries to cry out to God. But it's yet it's not a cry of of help. It's, mm-hmm. it's this. He wants to save his hiney is what he wants to do. But guess what? God had God had left him. Mm-hmm. God, there was no God. He said. He says there was no. He says I cried out to God. Even the Uman and the Thurman, which is what he, he he spoke to. This is how they made their decisions. The priests made it through the Uman and Thurman, which is kept in the ephod. There was no prophets. There was no priests. Why? Because Samuel had killed them, and God had left him. And there's that abandonment, wrath. And I'm gonna tell you this: there's no more scary it judgment. You would rather face judgment than be abandoned by God. When you call out to God and you're and you're when you come to the point where you need to crawl out, call out to God on your deathbed and all, and and yet he he says, "I'm done with you. You had every chance. I'm done with you." And the, the, the scripture speaks of that. There's this abandonment. He abandoned Sam, uh, Saul. I said Samuel. He said he abandoned Saul. And and he talks about here in Romans one eighteen to abandon God. Don't be that person. Yeah. Don't don't reject the gospel. You have every opportunity to do that. Don't wait to your deathbed. You don't know when you're going to die. And so, Mike, you were talking about the judgment, right? We were talking about the judgment and how it will be a just judgment, and and it is a a day coming, and it will be a day of of. Uh, it will be a day of uh, of wrath. God's mercy 
is being dammed up. The, the the dam of wrath is being dammed up right now. Oh, the wrath. This this river of wrath, Jim, is being is being dammed up by God's mercy at this point. We're in the mercy stage. There's coming a day where that dam will break, and it will be a hot wrath poured out upon all those who who don't believe. And and that's a God's going to repay those who have sinned, who have earned those wages, and He will repay it correctly and rightly. And don't think. You know, it's it's funny. It's not funny, but but uh, you know, you you hear people, and I'm sure all of us have run across people. I know I have, particularly that. Oh, God's a God of love. God's not going to to you know. My God is not going to 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 punish people. My God doesn't. Well, you're right. Your God's not going to mm-hmm. do that. The God of the Bible, however, what makes you think you're going to escape? This wrath that's coming, if he poured that same wrath out upon his very own son, what makes you think that you're going to escape it? Yeah, yeah, you're not. You're not. And, and, and the day, and guess what? You have an advocate at this point. There is an advocate at this point in time in God's mercy, right? But what does he say? The, the books will be opened. What, what's in those books? What is in those books when he opens those books? It's every Every thought. single thing. Every thought. Every deed, every every inkling of a sin, everything you've done against God will be poured out. And you guess what? You will stand amazed. You will look at that and you'll say, I didn't even know I committed those sins. Mm-hmm. And so that was a sin. You omitted it. You didn't do it. You committed it. And he'll lay it all out. And guess what? You, you will stand mute. You'll stand mute. And then where's your master that's then? It. Yeah. Because that's what you gotta that's what you gotta remember. We serve one master or the other. And so if you continue to stay in your sin and you continue to serve Satan, where's he at on the day of judgment? Where is he well, at? He's gonna be thrown into the lake of fire. But but what I'm saying is is what he does is 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 hell obviously is the wage that, that sin pays, right? It's the wage the same way. Uh, John Piper put it this way. I read an illustration from him. He said, it's the same way that a prostitute's venereal disease and prison sentence is the wage that a pimp pays. Now, think about this. Think about it, though. They don't really pay it. They don't really pay it. So they just lure and deceive and lie and drain and ruin, and then they disappear and they leave their slaves sick and guilty before the court, before the judgment of God. So... Sin and and Satan leading you down this path that's going to put you guilty before the judgment of God, and then he's nowhere to be found. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, there, and, and for this spiritual death, guess what? There's no the, the final day. There's no acquittal. There will be no acquittal. It's done. It's finished, and for all of eternity. Yeah. What's yeah. You, you go back to the same text I was just in Revelation chapter twenty. You talk about where's your master going to be? Look at this. I mean. Death and Haiti, they're going to give you straight up. Mm. Look at this. It continues on in 13. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them. We're talking about being in in Adam, who was a slave to um, Satan. They're going to give up them, and they're going to be judged, each one, according to what they have done. Yeah. So you see, both both believers and unbelievers are going to be judged according to what they had done. But yeah. then yeah. you start getting into the good news mm-hmm. that's good yeah yeah now you don't get to the good news until you go through the bad right that's right and we've been on we, the bad we've done spent about time. 40 minutes talking been, about the yeah, bad yeah, here, stuff here we go here's here the transition go. baby you know but that this is this is exactly right this is this is the good news and this is i think oh, paul just ties it so ties it so well together and stuff so in the in the mercy of god right this judgment it doesn't have to be the final end right that's not that it is this is not the final ending for believers rather than receiving what you deserve you can have what you do not deserve and that's why that's why he 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 puts in here it's the free gift of eternal life it's the free gift he doesn't say it's a wage it's not something that you earn it's not something that you do it's not something that you've merited guess what the thing that you've merited the fair thing that happened is is that you've received your wage that would be the fair thing to do this is totally unfair to god this is totally unfair by giving you this gift Hmm. that's the unfairness and let me tell you something this gift there's a reason that it's eternal life. There's a reason that it takes all of eternity because it's going to take that long for God to exhaust the riches of his kindness and his goodness 
to us in Christ Jesus. Absolutely. Colossians, Paul says this in Colossians. He says this in 2.14. He says, He has canceled out the certificate of death consisting of decrees against us. Debt, I should say. I'll read that again. He canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. So here's the thing. What was the certificate of death nailed to the cross? Well, it wasn't the sign that was affixed to Jesus's that was uh, to the fix of Jesus' cross. That was the king of Jews. That was to mock him, basically. And it really to mock the Jews as well. But the certificate of death, when, when, when the Roman prisoners, what happened is, is, is when they would go to prison, when they would do something, the, prison, the prisoner would receive, upon his jail cell, he would receive the crime which he had, been, which he had done, right? Which would be uh, a thief, right? Or murderer, or, 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 or whatnot, however you would it. Then, upon that same certificate, he would do, what they would put is, is the punishment that was that was justly deserved, right? So the, the judge would come down and he would say, this is the punishment for which you would you deserve here. And it would place upon that. And that would be called the certificate of death or of debt. Excuse me. And so when that person, right, he would it would be upon his jail cell when it when it was when he when he would get through serving his sentence or his just punishment for that sentence. Jimmy, you're one of your favorite words. Phil, one of your favorite words was stamped across. The, when that judge, when he was finished with it, right, after however long, it would come across him. Here's the certificate of debt laid in front of the judge, and that judge would stamp it, and he would, Jimmy, you remember what the word is? Telestai. Telestai. Mm, paid in full. That's interesting, because someone else said that word, too. Mm, that's right. Jesus said it. Jesus said Hanging it. Hanging on the cross. So so think about this, guys. Think about so this. Good. That's so good. It, it is so good. Think about the certificate of debt. Paul says this. He says it's canceled out. What was done upon the cross, right? Upon the cross, you think about this. Christ laid up there, sinless. But what happened? Our sins laid upon the cross with him, right? That's what happened. Every There's not a sheet long enough that shows everything that we've done against him, right? And then the punishment that was justly deserved. For all mankind who would put their faith in him was poured out upon him. And he yelled, he said it, he said, Tedelesti. Can I open a 60-second can of worms? You know that's not possible. (laughs) (laughs) Not with you. (laughs) Okay. Tedelesti, paid in full, nothing else owed, done, gone. We just talked about the wages of sin is death. You talked about, Mike, the books are opened and there's things that were, wait a minute. If they were paid for, then there's no telesti. Now think about that. Now this is, it'll blow your mind. And you just said it right there. Look, you just said it. So I'll just. Put your worms back in for us, please. (laughs) Look here. For every believer who ever trusted Christ, Telestai. Hmm. For everybody who refuses Christ, who well, who is a sinner, but also refuse. Hey, everybody knows we've been given a lot of creation. We're without excuse for everyone who has rejected this God. Guess what? Your wages aren't paid for. Mm-hmm. They're not paid for. They they can be. I just not Jimmy's. <laughs> Okay. It was I'm so getting a little animated. Getting when excited up in here. But here's the deal, folks. And this is you look, everybody who would ever believe, who is that? Is it you? That's my question to the That's person listening. Good question. Do you want your pay? Look, do you want are you thirsty? Come. Drink. Yeah. You hungry? Come. Mm-hmm. Eat. Guess what? When you stand before God one day and you and, and you think, Oh, I'm a wretched sinner, and he opens that book of life, mm. he says, Huh? I have no record That's of it. your sin. Your sin's been paid for. Enter. Goodness well done. Well yeah, done. I was good and faithful. That's so right. That that that's the question you got to ask yourself. What name? What book is your name written in? Yep. Well, I want to be in the book of life. Come to Christ. Repent and believe. Guess what? It's free. Yeah, because I was going to say this. Look, mm. Phil, if you want what you deserve. No. If you want mm. what you deserve, mm. God will give it to you. Mm. And what is it? It's going to be death. Yeah. But if you want, if you want what you do not deserve, eternal life, 
it tells us verse 23 who that comes through who at jesus christ through jesus christ the oh, only Lord. way the only what way it, he says the only way to heaven is through me through me so it's a it's a free gift mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if i'm if a person is in a service and an invitation is give, the gospel's preached, and he's thinking in his mind, if I just simply walk that aisle, I can receive the gift. Or if I simply raise my hand, but I've got to raise my hand, I've got to do these things, guess what? It's not free then. Hmm. That's something, you know, if you're depending on something you do yeah. to get the gift and it's not free, that's not grace and you're not saved. Right. Yeah. So if, if it's a free gift, it means it's free. It- but the second half of the story is it's being free and it's not here i'll just say it and then we'll move on it will cost you something discipleship you know it's going to cost you your life you can't come to christ and keep your old life if you want this world you can have it but to follow christ you have to lose it you know what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but yet lose it so so when you do when you receive the gift there is a turning away of and and, and turning from this life and that's that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. That's sanctification. Absolutely, yeah. slave to Christ, mm-hmm. and, and it will call co- it will cost you something. Tetelestai, that man. man, so beautiful, my goodness. And so here's the here's the thing you can rest upon today. As a Christian, guess what? Sins are paid for. They've been paid for at the cross. You know, does it mean you continue to? Does it mean you continue to live in sin? Does it mean that? Doesn't mean that, but when Christ, when God looks at you, guess what He does? He looks, He sees Christ as a Christian. That's what He sees. So, what do we do? Yeah, we stumble, we sin, but guess what? We don't live there. We don't stay there, and we just get back up and we we try to we look at we want to be conformed to His His image. Phil wants to say something. No, I'm just I'm just sitting here thinking, man. We're all just about to slap each other in the name of Jesus. And I'm looking, I'm thinking back at what Blake said about it, you know, the crime written, you know, nailed to the cross. And then Jesus is our substitute. Yeah. Who, look, that should have been us hanging on that tree with with it, with the, the crimes listed. But Jesus hung on the tree and then God punished him for my crime. And then God gave me Christ's righteousness. It's a, look, it happened. It's an actual, it ain't a, he didn't substitute for a plan, by the way. That's just true. You know what I'm saying? That's just it, true. Look, he died for a people, not a, yeah, is it a plan? Oh, is it not? Man, we started in Genesis. What a wonderful plan of, you know, where we see the, the first picture of an atonement. But he died for people, and he was a substitute for people he paid the debt for who people who are the people is it you that would be the question i would ask yeah, and, re- and receive it receive this yeah. he says it's a gift of grace it's a grace through faith and that's how you receive it it's through faith you have faith in that you put your faith in christ and what he did upon the cross not what you did we've mm-hmm. we've, we've we've talked about this there's th- this shows nothing that man can do the only thing you can do is is earn death that's the only thing man can do God is the one who gives you this free gift of salvation today. It is available today. You say, Blake, what do I got to do? You don't have, you just got to repent and believe. And guess what? That's, that's a not g- a work. That's not a work because he gives those to you as well. He gives you He gives you the means by which you are to believe. He opens your eyes. He unbinds mm-hmm. the, the chains that are in your, that, that, uh, the, the, the chains that are holding you back in the sin and, and slavery. And, and, he, and he gives you the gift of repentance so that you can come to repent. Mm-hmm. And, and he gives you the gift of faith as well, that you can receive this grace as which he's done and this grace. And then what do you do is, is you say, you, you look at Christ and you say, you paid all this for me. You, you took the punishment that I deserve what what can I do for you that's what you do you don't just keep living on in sin you say I will do what you want me to do yeah it's all about obedience at that point all about obedience and 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 that's where choice and, and all that comes in because that's where where we we have the choice to how fast our sanctification goes for for some people they mature faster and God conforms them into the image of Christ a whole lot quicker than other people and that's all based on on, on obedience but um, just like Paul said in Romans 6 uh, earlier in the chapter he says thanks be to God that that you became obedient from the heart. So thank God every time you're obedient to him. Absolutely. And here's here's the one thing we can leave you with today. If you don't know Christ, if, if, if you've never repented and believed, you're not saved. If you're not saved, death is 
death is coming. An eternal death from God is separated from death, and 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 you deserve it, and that and that's what the, that's what the scripture says. But but He loves to save sinners. His arms are wide open. Flee to Christ is what we we we. It's it's good news. Receive that good news, right? And but yeah, here's the thing. Now that you've heard this, if you've listened to this podcast today and you've heard this good news, guess what? You're going to be held to a far higher accountability yeah. than you've yeah. ever done, than you ever will. Because, and if you reject it today, guess what? And you keep rejecting, there's a hotter hell to pay for this. So the the, it, the warning has been out there, and the warning's not from Blake. We just we're just the messengers. The warning is from the Bible. So now you have to do something with it. And I, and I pray that you receive it. And I pray that you come into the kingdom of God. Can we end on this verse here? Yes, please. And then. Let's start slapping each other upside here. Wrestle Jimmy down. Since uh, Mike was in Revelation, let me go ahead and read this. Revelation twenty two seventeen, the Spirit and the Bride say, "Come." Now that ain't that ain't the Bride's the church. That's not the church looking at the lost people in the world. This is the church saying, "Christ, come." The Spirit and the Bride, right, says, "Come." And here's the deal: and let the one who hears say come so what what does that mean did you hear what we said today join with us and say come with us you know and then here's here's it keeps on going and let the one who is thirsty come let the one who desires take the water of life here's a deal without price it's free come come to christ today here's a deal here here's the condition that i'm reading here right there's a thirst. Yeah. There's a thirst. So here's the invitation. Are you thirsty? Yeah. The word of God says come and drink freely in this without cost. Man. All right. We got to close. Uh, I think the gospel was in there somewhere, you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we that's how you handle one <laughs> verse <laughs> through the text today. No, it's 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 just a monumental verse. And we will be in chapter seven next week. Yeah, it's great too. Oh, it's awesome. We re- I read a little bit of it, and uh, anyway, I love it. So anyway, uh, I'll uh, you can go to our website lifesongradio.com. You can uh, listen to the broadcast. You can get our uh, Jimmy uh, educate them real quick. Uh, yeah, lifesongradio.com. No, <laughs> the podcast. Uh, the, you're so go, good with that. Tell what? them where they can get t-shirts with my face on it. We need to make those. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mike for president. <laughs> President of what? I don't know. Life Song Radio. Yeah. No. I have a Build never, them all. I have a never ending office. I hear you. <laughs> no. He's the hot priest here. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, lifesongradio.com. Just click on episodes. You can listen to all of our episodes uh, from all the way back to the beginning uh, and get uh, called up to where we are now. Uh, there's, a, there's a resources tab that will help you with uh, resources where we're uh, uh, help you with some uh, mm-hmm. bunch of Romans resources yeah. uh, so you can study along with us uh, every week. But uh, yeah, lifesongradio.com. Also download our mobile app. You can find all the other apps that we're available to listen to the show on. So uh, there's really no reason you can't be listening. Uh, not not just on the radio, the four stations that we're on um, here locally, but uh, you can you can also catch up on our website. So, who wants to close us? The new guy. Hey, new guy. Who's the new guy? Go I'll ahead. do it. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we're so thankful for your word. We're thankful, Lord, that you've given us wisdom to understand that, Lord, we live by nothing more than the Scripture alone. And Father, uh, we come before you during this program just to. Um, to speak truth over the, our listeners, Father, and Lord, we just pray that the things that were said today came through clearly. Father, we pray that your spirit would illuminate great truth uh, in the ears and, and the hearts of those that were listening. And Father, if there was someone listening here tonight or today was uh, lost, Lord, is for the first time feeling um, conviction over their sin, Father, we just ask that you would grant them repentance. Father, they would repent of their ways, Father, and see that your son, Jesus Christ, is the only way to eternal life through it is through him, through his work on the cross, that we have eternal salvation, Father. Lord, we love you. We thank you for all that you do. We thank you for your blessings and your many promises and your word. And we ask all this according to your son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen.